Welcome to Farmers Trainers Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Our podcast is part of the concealedcarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, built right here in the USA. Today, we have part three in our series of following new instructors, Tamika and Aquarius, as they build their training business from the ground up. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. We save a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by XS Sites with industry-leading Big Dot that is easy to see in any light, fast site acquisition, and it helps those of us with aging eyes too. Today, we are joined by Tamika Love and Aquarius Love from the Lawfully Armed and Skillfully Trained Woman. Welcome, Tamika Aquarius. How are you doing today? Doing really yeah. good, Rob. It's always good to see you. Yes. <laughs> Same here. Well, this is the third in our series of following both of you in your journey on becoming new instructors. And I think it's really been great because received a lot of real positive feedback from our listeners that really want to see where you're going because I think they can identify with a lot of the challenges that you've had. And also mm-hmm. some hopefully can identify with the success you had. You know, sometimes things just happen and you got to go with the flow and it becomes a good thing. So tell our listeners what's been going on in both your lives in the last six months since we've talked. Gosh, it's, it's always something new. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, we've been pretty consistent still with um, just the demand of ladies and 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 men. Yeah. Um, a great diversity of individuals wanting to take classes. So, you know, with <clears throat> with COVID and things changing with COVID, um, you know, starting to, to turn a corner, uh, we still stay pretty consistent with uh, keeping our classes um, to to a certain you know amount, so we had to kind of spread people out, and uh, we wanted to get a lot more people in. But we were consistently at least you know having classes at least a few times, a couple times a month, or at least you know um, fielding different questions, having quite a few people reach out. Uh, we were able to to go out and help um, a private one of the private lessons we had. There was a lady who was just trying to figure out what she wanted to buy. Um, and so we've been able mm-hmm. to be hands-on, uh, just a re, uh, you know a resource for quite a few individuals um, that's just now getting started uh, in guns, gun safety, uh, what to buy, being <clears throat> confident, just getting out on the range. Um, so, so it's been, you know, pretty consistent and busy, but we'd like to have been busier, um, just being able to service a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with keeping our classes to, um, you know, um, to an amount that we can stay safe and make sure that we offered that safety and social distancing, you know, you're supposed to social distance on the range, right? Um, so that's that was kind of our biggest challenge in not being able to um, service. We would have serviced at least double of what we did, I think. But, yeah. um, but it's been pretty consistent and pretty good. And uh, we have some some news as far as we're concerned and um, geographical changes. Aquarius, you want to share that? <laughs> yeah. So like she said, we definitely would have liked to have, um, you know, been able to service more. And it wasn't that the demand wasn't there. I mean, it's been like, you know, we've purposely had to kind of, um, you know, 
slow down some of it just because of, you know, other obligations and everything like that. Um, But, you know, we, we've had a lot of, a lot of um, interest just, you know, really pick up anytime we advertise on social media, people are like blowing up our, you know, inboxes and, you know, (laughs) signing up for classes and everything. So it's been really, really exciting. And like Tamika said, you know, during COVID and everything, um, you know, a lot of people were interested in having like, you know, just like, uh, private classes with just their families or, you know, having like a, a girl's night out with just like some of their close friends mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, having one-on-one. So it was, it was really um, an exciting time. And then we had to kind of, you know, try to pump the brakes a little bit. Cause like she said, we're uh, relocating. Mm. So, um, so we're, we're headed out to uh, the great state of Nevada, mm-hmm. beautiful state of Nevada. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so it's been, it's been, it's been awesome though. That'll be a different climate for your uh, classes for sure. Instead of being in uh, Indiana to where it's uh, cold in the wintertime and uh, can get very hot in the summertime, you'll go to cool in the wintertime and very hot in the summertime. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, absolutely. I just looked. It's 106 in Las Vegas right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We were uh, were actually there uh, last week um, just kind of, you know, getting our bearings and – looking around for some things. And, uh, I think it got up to like 118 one day. So we were like, "Woo, that's a dry we heat. Sure we want to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's a dry heat, right? Yeah. This is dry heat. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, there's some listeners that are out there instructors that are in the Las Vegas, uh, uh, Metro area. Maybe they'll reach out to you and, uh, you know, help you reestablish yourself, uh, you know, as trainers out there, because I think no matter where you are, uh, you know, there's always somebody who needs uh farm training and, yes. or, you know, refresher, or they, you know, they have kids, they have family members that need that little bit extra, uh, information, uh, to be mm-hmm. safe with them. Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that is exciting news. It, it really is. And, and, um, you know, it, it would seem that it, and it is to some degree you know, starting all over again, but uh, we really look forward to it and just having the opportunity of this last year mm-hmm. uh, to start uh, the Lawfully Armed Skillfully Train and get out there and, um, you know, meet a, a population of individuals who are very, very, you know, um, ready to go and yeah. very teachable. And, and, you know, they come in so afraid and you can see them almost shaking like a leaf and not being sure and Maybe they've already gone out and purchased a firearm, but they've never shot it. It's still new in the box and never taken it out and have had it for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see them at the end of the class be so excited and not wanting that class to end. Um, you know, we we know that's not just in Indiana. And so right. we really do look forward to um, finding a niche where we fit and connecting with other trainers, which we've already been in touch with uh, one in, in the area who, you know, we were planning on uh, connecting with and understanding the Nevada laws and doing what we need to do to get our CCW personally under our belts there. And, um, you know, just getting some firearm mixers going. Um, <laughs> there <laughs> so you go. We look, we look forward to that. And we even have, you know, we have a base of individuals here that told us we'll come out to Nevada. You know, yeah. I guess they want to, you know, know what it's like to, to shoot out near the cactus and and and, <laughs> and and Joshua trees. I'm not sure, but they're excited. So we're excited, too. Hey, uh, you know, going along and uh, doing shooting vacations. 
Um, yes. you hear people, you hear people doing that kind of stuff. Right. They, they go to different training places, you know, be, you know, jump on the plane and travel and everything. So it's good. Yes. Well, I, yes. I got a quick question for you because you're talking about all these students, you're helping different things like that. Do you have any one or two that you've taught in the last uh, six months that have been, you know, kind of exceptional either with the skill that they came with or just, you know, how much you had to work with them to get them to the point that they were, you know, proficient with the firearm? Yeah. Um, I, you know, um, it, it, it's so amazing because, um, like Tamika was saying earlier, I mean, everyone comes so hungry and like so eager to learn. And, um, like we always, you know, encourage them in class is that, you know, we're, we're so proud of them for taking that step because here in Indiana, you know, you don't have to have any type of training, you know, to get your, um, concealed carry. So, we're just like, you know, that is, that's awesome that you even want to take that step. So when they come in there, they're already, you know, really eager to learn. Um, I think, um, I think by far uh, one of, uh, I love all of our, I love all of our <laughs> students, but I think by far one of, um, one of the ones that I most enjoyed was a lady who um, she wasn't really, you know, um interested in, you know, being in a classroom full of people or anything. She's like, I just want, you know, y'all one-on-one, you know, she, she wanted us to uh, teach her, you know, uh, shooting and accuracy one-on-one. She wanted us to go shopping with her to pick out her firearm one-on-one, you know, and she was just a whole lot of fun. She was, uh, because she was so teachable. Um, and I mean, she just really, really, you know, made the the proper adjustments, anything we told her, she was, you know, just eager to learn it and make those adjustments and just get better. And, mm-hmm. Um, she, she didn't stop, you know, I mean, we, we told her like, she, she rented a lot of different, you know, uh, firearms, you know, she wanted, cause we, we just told her, you know, that is very subjective. Your firearm should fit you like a glove, you know? So mm-hmm. just because one person tells you that, you know, a firearm is great and you'll love it. It, it doesn't mean it's so it mm-hmm. might be for that person, but not necessarily you. So mm-hmm. she was willing to keep on, you know, meeting with us until she found that one, you know, and then when she finally found it, she was like, oh yes, this is it. You know, she was ready to go that day and purchase that firearm, you know? So it was just, you know, just so rewarding to see um, people, you know, really uh, want to learn about, you know, gun safety and really want to be responsible firearms owners and um, really wanting to have the proper firearm, you know, for them for carry um, mm-hmm. or home defense or, you know, whatever it is, wanting to learn the the differences and making sure they have the, the proper thing for, for themselves. So, yeah. so yeah, so it's, that's, that was amazing for me. Yeah. That, that's, that's a neat experience when you, yes. you know, can really see, take a student from, you know, ground zero to where I know yes. nothing and tell yes. me, and they're completely moldable to, and then, yes. you know, they're able to shoot. Mm-hmm. and you know pass the course and that i mean that's really neat yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think especially for her she was really you know she was sure what she didn't want she, i don't right. want a nine millimeter yeah so that's true. fine you know we, yes. we use a 22 anyway uh we learned the hard way before we were even trainers taking a friend out to the range and mm-hmm. putting a nine millimeter in her hand for the first time and that did not go well and she was so discouraged so we learned quickly. We started off with the uh, with the twenty two. Um, that 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 wasn't a uh, shell casing. Um, <laughs> that was a bottle cap uh, for the listeners that that, that 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 heard that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, we also teach them to you know shoot without being distracted. <laughs> right. Uh, stay focused on the range. Watch that muzzle. Uh, um, oh, but, look. But, yeah. 
Oh, let me ask the question the other way. In the last six months, have you had a student that was really difficult? Let's see. I think uh, probably the one that comes to mind for me. Um, so we so one we did one class that uh, we we had some 12, 13 and 14 year olds. The mothers had come to class um, and they were like, I want to get my my kids in here. And so we did that class. We had another one where uh, we had an 18, 17 year old um, mm. and the 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Had kind of come already with some, mm-hmm. you know, experience and you know, using a firearm. Um, the the teen had their own firearm, um, and it 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 was. We started out a little rocky because he'd already had his own way of, of thinking and and, mm-hmm. and doing, and you know, he had a little confidence about him. Um, and so, trying to um, not discourage um, that teen. Uh, but yet still um, empower him in the right way, you know, to do things, the right grip. Um, there were a lot of things that he had kind of learned that, you know, it was kind of more of a, I guess, the street way of handling yeah. the firearm or things maybe he saw on TV or what mm-hmm. friends had shown him. And so uh, we really had to adjust and helping him, you know, um, and enjoy the class and that we would right. connect with him and not come across as, you know, a parental figure that he would, you know, potentially reject, but at the same time trying to instill um, the correct way of, of, of doing things and slowing down and listening. Mm-hmm. So that, that started out as a challenge, but I, I'd say by the end of class, um, yeah. I could tell that he, that he, you know, he really did listen and um, he adjusted, he adjusted well, but I was a little nervous at first yes. I, because, you yes. know, you see a lot of things mm-hmm. happen, a lot of bad things. Um, and because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, sometimes you come in and you're not teachable or you have a lot of influences like your friends and, you know, um, those moments where, where I could tell he wanted to, you know, maybe impress his friends. Yep. Just, so, so we had to incorporate that kind of understanding about gun safety um, and, and it's not something you, you know, you'll, you don't allow people access to your firearm and just some of the things I know that he was not necessarily doing before he came to class right. was, I was concerned that he, he wouldn't listen and that he would leave doing the same things and, and, and remaining unsafe. Um, but I think it, it turned out well and, and he yeah. had a great attitude towards the end and I saw him make adjustments and remind himself and make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, you know, an eyebrow, uh, wiper, like, phew. Um, but, but it could have, it could have uh, turned out to be a, a challenging situation. So you know, people, people come in with preconceived notions, you know, either, you know, it could be their profession, you know, military law enforcement yeah. or, you know, and the thing is, you know, everybody's got to realize is, you know, there are ways of doing things that 50 years ago were completely acceptable. Sure. 30 years, you know, it changed 10 years ago, it changed. And yeah. as fire instructors, that's one of those things we need to do is keep up on what on just not the trends, but also make sure we keep up on changes when it comes to safety mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, how, how to do all those things. Yeah. And my, my hats off to you, both you ladies for being able to go along and reach a student that had preconceived notions. Um, you know, whether that was from his friends, they learned it or whether he saw, um, on TV, 
I mean, we've said it before on the podcast, you know, how many times as instructors, we sit back and watch a movie and it's like fingers on the trigger. Uh, look at that. You know, he, <laughs> he shot 20 <laughs> times and has not reloaded yet. And that in no Glock holds 20 rounds, you know, yeah. I mean, you know as instructor, yeah. we do that kind of thing, but at the same time, the general public, um, you know, youth people that don't have real experience, you know, they get this perception that, Hey, you know, as long as I point it in the direction of the target, the bullet will go where I want to go. And yeah. that's where not unless you got good sights or you've got, you know, real lucky, you know, on your alignment, sure. uh, e even, yeah. you know, somebody has got military law enforcement experience, what works for in the military or in law enforcement doesn't necessarily fly when it comes from a civilian standpoint. And that's where people really need to be able to adjust and be able to say, oh, okay. So we went along and we did this in the military, mm. but when it comes to civilian carry, guess what? We need to tone it down a little bit. We just yeah. don't, you know, sh shoot them because they're on the other side of the barrel, you know, like yeah. in the military, um, wow. we, we go along or even, you know, as I talk to some law enforcement, they can't go along and submit, you know, somebody to under arrest as a civilian, you know, once they retire. You know, that's oh. kind of kind of a no-no and they got to keep that in mind that you don't point the gun at them unless you really truly have a you know uh, articulable uh threat in front of sure. you in doing that and as a police officer you know as lo long as you know you're escalated to that point you can point a gun at somebody and those are you know different pieces that people really have to uh understand uh depending upon where they're coming from but that's that's neat that you've had a very moldable student that came in you know completely you know, fill me up kind of glass. And you had somebody else who came in half full and sure. you were able to fill up the rest of the way with, you know, good knowledge to where they probably went out and they saw their friends and they're like, you know, dude, you're going to go along and shoot yourself in the foot. If you do that, you know, you're going to go along and do this. Cause I was in class and they, they, they made a point to tell me, you know, fingers off the trigger, unless I'm, you know, I'm ready to shoot. And sure. the nice thing about that is you'll never know how many accidents you might have just prevented with that one person mm -hmm. and as fire instructors we'd never do know but we do know something we do make the the citizen tree out there safer by educating them the proper way absolutely, right. absolutely. that's really good well hey last time we were talking um you were using instagram for a lot of your marketing things like that how's your marketing going now in the last six months <laughs> It's so interesting because Instagram is still very effective. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but as, as Aquarius mentioned, we've we've had to um, take our foot off the gas a little bit, pump the brakes, whichever mm -hmm. one you want to call it. Some people just <laughs> take their foot off gas, some people put a flat brakes. But uh, we Instagram has been so effective that because we knew you know that we were needing to transition, we knew that we were moving. Um, we had to scale back our availability for mm -hmm. uh, the sale of the home and just different things. Um, I didn't post as much. So I had to, you know, I, I would say, okay, I'm going to post this one class picture and maybe nobody will see it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I like sort of sneak a little bit of something out there and like, bing, 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 all these, you know, um, inboxes. So, um, you know, again, we can't wait to see when we can really just go full fledged yeah. and not hold back with, you know, things like Facebook or uh, Instagram, um, you know, sending people to the website or doing more lives. That's one of the things that um, we've not implemented as much that we plan to implement. Mm -hmm. um, again, we, we do have a business uh, coach 
Um, and that's one of the things that she wanted to see us do more is to touch the people and let them see us live, go live on Instagram. And we, we have purposely not done that, um, mm-hmm. because we knew what kind of response we would get. And with our transitioning, um, we just knew that we wouldn't be able to, to, to service the people as well. So when we moved to Nevada, uh, we fu- fully planned to be a more full time, our, our, you know, um, the gun, the firearms training is is not the only. We have other jobs too. Uh, so when we go to Nevada, we we have a little more um, flexibility. We don't have as much full time job as we do now. So so we plan on doing a lot more lives and people seeing us, you know, live and in color uh, <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and yeah, we see where even just one post, one class post of pictures have been really effective. So much so that we've had to just like sneak it in every now and then <laughs> well that that is uh really really neat and uh yeah. you know hey we're every farm instructor is challenged with marketing and sure. you know with using instagram some of us use you know facebook live or even instagram live to do things but uh yeah. Yeah. that's mirroring a lot of what i think other people are seeing also um you got to get out there and have that uh personal connection with people so they see what you're doing how you're doing it um all those uh, to make to make things successful, which is yeah. it makes a makes it fun, makes it yeah. really fun. Yeah. So what else is going on for you? What, what other kind of challenges besides moving to an entire different time zone have you guys yeah. been facing when it comes to fireman training? Yeah, you know we we we've been really um, really fortunate to build uh, a good relationship with one of the ranges here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really worked because, as you mentioned before, you know, uh, the stars aligning or just the right things happening at the right time. This particular um, fire <clears throat> uh, fire range owner was really, really interested in building more of a diversity at his his particular range. And mm-hmm. so he was really wanting, um, you know, a diversity in, in, in gender, a diversity in uh, race. Um, and so because we offered both of those things, he was really quick to partner with us and that helped. However, the challenge in that a little bit was, um, even though people would come, uh, many would would have to drive, you know, 45 minutes an hour. Um, I think we had someone drive about an hour and a half, which was fabulous and fantastic and exciting. but we would have we would have liked to to see more of a networking with uh, ranges on on different sides of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, that was probably one of the biggest challenges. And 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 I imagine if we'd given more time to it and just try to take time to develop more of a relationship. But it it kind of became um, it w- it was convenient. It helped us. It, we're, we're starting out. And so to have someone who wanted to work with us so quickly, mm-hmm. um, it, it was easy to just kind of stick there and not give a whole lot of effort to building those relationships with the ranges that were maybe further from us on the north side, east side, south. Uh, but that's something that's on our radar um, is mm-hmm. we'd like to be able to service, um, you know, until we get our own location or something. Uh, we'd like to be able to service people, um, make it more convenient to them and be in, in, in various areas around town. So I'd say even though it, it was great for us and we didn't know that we would, we didn't, we weren't sure if we would find somewhere that we can come and use their classroom and we could use their range time, you know, um, it, it really went well, but in that we would have 
really like to have developed uh, more of those relationships around town. Um, mm-hmm. so we're hoping that that's something we can really break into um, in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Well, Nevada's got a lot of a uh, lot of land there, and I know they got a lot of ranges, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, a lot of people go to go to Nevada for various reasons. So you've got not only the resident population, but you also have the visiting population. You could, uh, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, yes. you know, make a name and invite people from uh, Indiana to come out and visit you there and have have a you know heck of a weekend. Yeah, they've invited themselves. They like you said earlier, I mean, they're just like, "Oh, we're going to come out to the strip and take one of your classes." We're yeah. like, "Okay, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. take class first. Go go to strip second. Okay, yeah, so. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. they've, on, they've, they've almost literally hung on to our ankles. Like, exactly. Don't, don't go. We don't want to see you go. Yeah, it's like that's okay. We'll get tickets. <laughs> well, right. then then you can also uh, turn over a new leaf in your uh, uh, enterprise and be a traveling trainer. And, you know, to come back yeah. and go to different places too. come back to Indiana and, and train for, for a specific class, different things along those yeah. lines. Um, you yeah. know, okay. it's, uh, it, it's one of those things that's uh, tough to do. Um, yeah. but if you've got the following, it's definitely po- uh, uh, possible to do. Yeah. Yeah. And people have asked that they're like, wait, so like, are you still going to do classes in Indiana? We're like, well, we'll be in Nevada. So, <laughs> but you know, we're like, we have family in Indiana. So when we come back, we'll do some advertising or whatever, get together a couple of classes or something. And, you know, and so they're like, okay, but like, they just really can't believe like you're actually leaving Indiana. Like yeah. you won't be doing it here. <laughs> so that that's been great. That's been great. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's uh, some good, good shooting ranches that are out in Nevada there too, that, yeah. you know, you, you can take advantage of and maybe bring those skills back to Indiana and, you know, mm-hmm. sp- spread, the, spread the word on different things because you know, no matter who's, no, no matter how much we know about shooting, um, you know, everybody's looking to tweak and make little changes to it. And then, yeah. you know, in a couple of years, all of a sudden like, wow, we've come a long way. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of what I go along and tell my, my students, you know, red dots, you know, five years ago is, eh, it was a gimmick type of thing. <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, people are like, we never seen one. And now you go along and, and when I was at the gun shop, I think close to half the pistols they're selling have, have red dots or they, uh, can be installed on them very quickly, yeah. which is, uh, you know, one of those things where again, the industry doesn't change fast, hmm. but if you, if you stand back and really think about, you know, every, you know, five years or so there's significant changes in the industry about, you know, what models are out there, how things are, uh, you know, the training that's that's available and that's where mm-hmm. instructors particularly need to make sure they stay up to date on their training and you know what what the firearms are coming out um, you know there's 20 years ago the smallest you know handgun was like a 1911 commander now you go along and you start looking at the lcps and the bodyguards and the hellcats and uh, the uh, 365 they've gotten pretty darn small Yes. And they've actually gotten really good also at the same time. And that's where you go along, you know, in, in five or 10 years, I'm sure we'll be looking back at now. It's like, can you believe it back then? They, nobody had, you know, it had a red dot on their, on their sites. Now, right. you know, who, who could shoot one without it? Or, exactly. you know, or there'll be some, uh, some other kind of, uh, you know, new trend coming up and, you know, we'll have to see if it sticks, you know. 20 years ago, I remember there were a lot of people, you know, selling the benefits of lasers on their guns. Not so much now. And, you know, those are certain things are fads and they die out and other things. And I think red dots are going to be here for, for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Well, Hey, I really appreciate your time. 
for our third installment. Uh, number four is going to be very interesting because <laughs> they're going to be in a whole new place. Yeah, but excited. hey, we've this year we've been asking all of our guests that come on to recommend a instructor or a book that they feel that the other instructors should seek out and either read or take training from to better themselves. Do you ladies have uh, either a book or instructor that you would recommend? You know what I'm. What I have found that I've been looking at more um, <clears throat> is just some of the uh, like concealed carry uh, magazines, and really for the oh, reason yeah. that I mean we get we have a sub- subscription; they come all the time, and I think that you know we can get in the habit of like oh throwing it in the box or throwing it aside or right. putting it with the rest of your material. But I've been more purposeful um, to utilize it. And the last class that we had, um, I actually took one of one of the articles in. <clears throat> and it just kind of talked about um, it spoke to the the importance of um, uh, gun laws and, um, you know, knowing gun laws um, and how it's important that, you know, you come into gun safety class, you're getting a firearm, but you really need to know, you know, your rights as a firearm owners, but also um, some of the challenges you'll face with gun laws. Um, and I read a little blurb out of that and it was something I really hadn't done before, but I integrated it into the material, but, um, trying to stay up, uh, on top of what, what are the newest things coming out? And so some of the things that we could take for granted, um, which is some of the literature we get all the time, um, whatever that resource might be is I'm being more purposeful, uh, you know, about thinking about what that class might be needing or what I've heard, some of the questions I've heard lately. And well, let me find that material. Well, let me bring it in and let me incorporate it. So that's, um, that's been, that's been really helpful uh, for me. That's good. Aquarius, do you have uh, one for your yourself or you agree with uh, Tamika? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with her. Um, we, we had <laughs> <laughs> two thumbs up. There you go. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely agree with her. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, so many good nuggets are right there up under our nose, you know, and, and like yeah. she said, you know, we, we get these magazines in and everything. And, and to your point of keeping up on, you know, new firearms coming out and just different, you know, things, um, a lot of times they're, they're right there, you know, in some of those concealed carry uh, magazines and, and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I totally agree with her, um, on that for Good. sure. Stay the learner, right? Stay the learner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Particularly if you're an instructor, because, you know, Ooh, things yeah. change so, so quickly Yeah, absolutely. on things. And that's, uh, you know, extremely important in the concealed carry magazine that's put out by the U- United States concealed carry association. Ooh. And the one thing I like about it, it is the only magazine that is uh, focused on concealed carry. And they not only talk about guns, they talk about knives. They even have the women's section in it. That is, you know, important because let's face it. I I don't look like a woman. Things don't fit on me (laughs) like a woman and having a section that you can point to and say, you know, and yeah, and have it focused on women type of issues. It's, uh, I look at it. It's no different than this firearm trainer podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there that, that from time to time talk about instructor issues, but there is a place and time when you just have to be 100% focused on that one mission to make, yeah. to help those people, uh, you know, really understand, understand what they're needing to do. And yeah. if you had to listen to a hundred episodes to get the one episode that was on firearm training, you know, on a specific podcast, you'd probably go along and wouldn't listen to it that much or you you might even skip those episodes 
Hmm. That's where hopefully, you know, we can continue filling that, that void out there in the marketplace and giving instructors uh, valuable information on a weekly basis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where can people find more information about Tamika and Aquarius Love and their journey out to Nevada? <laughs> our journey up to Nevada. <laughs> no, so uh, our website, you can uh, catch us on our website, uh, www.thelawfullyarmedwoman.com um, or via um, Instagram, which is uh, T Last Woman. At woman. T Last Woman. What is that called? The handle or what? Uh, I See, you don't even know how it has to work. <laughs> Just get an account and post some pictures and stay consistent. <laughs> yes. yes, or uh, Facebook as well, um, the Lawfully Armed and Skillfully Trained Woman. So. <laughs> yep. There you go. Okay. Well, ladies, again, we really appreciate your time uh, today. And, you know, passing on the challenges and also the successes that you've had as instructors, because let's put it this way, uh, myself and probably every other instructor, no matter how long you've done things, you're always looking and say, you know, what can I do better? And then you go along like, man, that was just, I pulled my hair out. And that's where. Uh, what you're sharing with everybody is a great, great experience. Because obviously, I I can't give people that firsthand knowledge of what it's like to build things from the ground up. I've been doing this for over ten years now. So mm-hmm. thank you for your uh, thank you for everything tonight. Have a good night. Thank, thank you. You too. That's a wrap on this episode. We have a few requests. Visit podcast.consocarry.com to enter in for our weekly prize giveaway. Remember, you can't win without entering, and your entries do not carry over from week to week. This week's podcast winner is Dave S, and he won a ready-up gear handgun cleaning kit. Next week's prize is a Legal Boundaries by State book, a book that I carry in my car with me all the time for those situations when your cell coverage does not allow you to check your app very easily. Remember, visit podcast.concealcarry.com to enter in for our weekly prize giveaway. And also, check out our website where you can search for various topics from marketing to instructor training at firearmtrainerpodcast.com, or you can leave a comment on this episode. Also, visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Check out the Guardian Conference on September 17th to the 19th. Oklahoma City. I will be there as well as other trainers from across the nation that you can get training from. Your price includes breakfast and lunch, and you have the opportunity to network with like-minded individuals, and I always love a chance to meet listeners of the podcast. To register for more information, go to guardianconference.com. If you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests to have, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Please share our podcast on social media so other instructors can get the same great information you're getting here. Trainers need to constantly be keeping up on information in the industry, not only on the firearms, but on the safety and the way to properly present it for adult education. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, you, the instructors in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. 
Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.